0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, we're going to Kansas City. BYU football and an SEC team agree to a two game series.
1: The Missouri Tigers have scheduled BYU for
0: Arrowhead Stadium in 2015 and a return trip to Provo, too. Plus, BYU football all access with senior linebacker Michael Elisa and Mark Pope breaks down basketball signing day.
2: Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by The BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV. And BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer
0: Linton and Jerem Jordan. We're 38 seconds in and I've almost lost my voice. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation <laughs> you on your radio. When you get an
1: NCC team, that's what happens.
0: <laughs> on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, November 13th. I'm Spencer Linton teamed up with Arrowhead Stadium window washing supervisor, Jerem Jordan.
1: I might become that now. Uh, BYU playing in Arrowhead Stadium. This happening what t- uh, thirty minutes ago. Big news. It's it's very exciting and very rare. And now the twenty fifteen schedule, which we thought was really good already, gets better. And I'll tell you in a minute who's on the twenty twenty schedule for BYU. And for the first time, hey, a great November home game, and it's an SEC team. I know it's in twenty twenty, but it's exciting that you. That's the first, you play two games as BYU. One is to get to schedule good games, and then a second t- is to actually play and win the game. BYU won the scheduling game.
0: The scheduled games in November of 2020? Oh, so juicy. We'll get to that in just a bit, like Jerem said, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. What a day. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. What is your reaction
1: to the BYU versus Missouri announcement this morning? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Showbert Doug.
0: Sweet!
1: <laughs> I feel like it's that pig in the Geico commercial that sticks his head out the window.
0: Sweet! Yeah.
1: Yep. At Ralph Ru- uh, D. Russo. This AP. is an AP guy. Give He's been on the show. Give BYU credit. It has done its best to put together a schedule that could put it in the playoff conversation if it can win, of course. That, that's the second that's part. That's for later. You play the game. Late- schedule. By the way, that game, win. BYU versus Missouri at Arrowhead Stadium, is one year from tomorrow. That's how quick that's happening. The 2015 schedule got better. Great games for Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams and Bronson Kofusi in their final season.
0: BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Kansas
1: City, here we come. This is going toward the norm, not the exception. That is what we're trying to do. The very best teams we can play, as many of them, wherever they want to play us, on the biggest stages, and win. And that's the way that we move our program
2: forward. And we're working on a change to that season. We'll see if it comes or not. And What does that mean? You'll find out in <laughs> days to come.
0: And we just found out. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo has delivered on his promise, Jerem. And it's a fabulous thing.
1: Yeah, it took four-plus months, but there it is. Remember the whole summer conversation, SEC-ACC, won't... Uh, regard BYU as a P5, whatever. That still means they can get scheduled. This was a game. I don't think it's all that Tom Hommel had in mind when he made that announcement. Maybe it is. But BYU won this. Normally, there's a road game in there. BYU has to sacrifice something. What does BYU sacrifice playing a neutral game in an NFL stadium? Another one. What, what is it, five now for BYU in the future? And a home game with an SEC team, Missouri. And it's not Vanderbilt or Kentucky, or even Arkansas, for that matter. It's Missouri, a contender in their division in the SEC. This is tremendous. This is a big deal for BYU. I joked on Twitter. I was snarky. I said, don't tell me it's a major college football announcement. Just tell us it's going to happen, and I'll tell you if it's major. For BYU, It's major. this is a major announcement (laughs) because it's an SEC team coming to
0: Provo. That's a big deal. It lived up to the hype, which is awesome. The official details, BYU and Missouri announce a two-game series— with the Tigers, an SEC program, the first game scheduled for November fourteenth, 2015, at Arrowhead Stadium, the home of the Kansas City Chiefs. The second Andy Reid, what's up? Yes. Huge thanks to Andy Reid, who apparently was involved in this process. Oh, you better believe he was. And I'm guessing some other high-ranking officials, ESPN.
1: Dave Brown of ESPN, who's been on True Blue a bunch, is a... Friend of BYU's program, a connection between ESPN and BYU is heavily involved. Tom Homo, of course, they hit it out of the park. Home run. This is
0: fantastic. The second game, November 7th, 2020, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. I repeat, BYU will host an SEC team in November. But first, Jerem, what does the 2015 schedule look like overall? There's 13 games announced. Okay, so
1: UNLV is scheduled for the same day next year. I think that that game gets rescheduled. I think BYU just pushes it to another year. Still waiting on what happens with that. At Nebraska, Boise State, at UCLA, at Michigan, Connecticut, East Carolina, Cincinnati, Idaho State, at San Jose State, at UNLV, I think goes away. So that's neutral with Missouri. Fresno State home, at Utah State, the season. Holy cow! When you just put names on a schedule, I don't care like how they've done the last several years or whatever. We know Michigan struggled. Nebraska's a competitive. You know UCLA is going to lose Brett Hundley. Blah blah. East Carolina, Cincinnati, all that. The greatest schedule BYU's ever put together. When you, look, on paper, look at that it's, schedule. It's fantastic. This is the crowning jewel of independence thus far, 2015. Tom Holm should be extremely proud of that. What he what he's put together in 2015. It's You you hit several P5s. Granted, you don't have a P5 home game, but guess what? You'll be you'll have that later, and and by later I mean nineteen and twenty is where you really kind of bank on this. Like twenty
0: nineteen, USC, Washington, Boise State, Wisconsin at home. Two Big Ten teams, a Pac twelve team, an SEC team, and you're only missing a lot lot of the best of the rest. I mean those (laughs) those P5 teams, those sorry those G5 teams. Are good football teams. East Carolina, Cincinnati,
1: Fresno State, Utah State, Boise State. Those Those are good programs. (laughs) Listen, that's an exciting schedule. That's a really exciting schedule. And that injects, I'll be honest, that injects some life into this November 2014 that we really needed.
0: We needed that. Now for the home game in 2020. And this has not happened often, Jerem, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. One. BYU's
1: hosted one SEC team in Provo in program history. One time! Mississippi State in 2000. BYU lost by 16. Hey, what about Texas A&M in 96, Jerem? They were in the Big 12 at the time, young man. They were
0: not in the SEC.
1: BYU's only played five games versus an SEC team at the time. Nine games total. If you look at teams that are currently in the SEC, did you know BYU's never played the following SEC teams: Florida, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Auburn, LSU, Arkansas.
0: Holy cow! That's a long list.
1: It's like eight of it's eight of the fourteen. This is great. BYU's met Missouri only one time, eighty-three. Holiday Bowl, famous Eddie Stanette to Steve Young halfback toss to win the game. Uh, this is great. I'm 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 mildly giddy because BYU's going to get. A How can November you not be? home game with can
0: you Missouri
1: be? and the neutral site playing mm-hmm. in an NFL stadium
0: granted that's going to be freezing cold that's going to be a snow game that's going to be crazy great it's a meaningful game in November that's next right. year the dominoes are already falling Missouri adding BYU to next year's schedule knocks UCF off the Tiger schedule according to Ryan Bass from hmm. Knights 24-7 so BYU greater than UCF they
1: would argue that and say <laughs> 31-24 but yeah I, I get the point <laughs>
0: Yes, they they did win the game. Let's move on. Let's stay with the happy tone here. The 2020 schedule in November alone is amazing. There's only been two games announced, but listen to the two games. For 2020?
1: Yeah. Oh, in November? Yes. Missouri at home and at Stanford. 2020. Let me give you all of 2020. Now with Missouri on the home schedule. Arizona, Virginia, Missouri at home. Those are your home games. Road at Arizona State. Boise State, Northern Illinois, Stanford. One, two, three, four, five P5s already in
0: 2020.
1: And 2019, I mentioned that home schedule. 19 and 20, homes. those home schedules are fantastic. Notre Dame, probably not on there, whatever. Oh, I have to read this tweet, by the way. At ZBloxam, Zach Bloxam, one of the most intelligent, fantastic Twitter followers, or (laughs) Twitter follows a BYU fan. This BYU-Missouri game is just an excuse for Bronco to hold a fireside at Adam-On-Diamond. <laughs> and someone said, fireside? How about a priesthood meeting?
0: Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. Okay. That, that is the winner. That is the winner of all the tweets. Five games versus a team in the SEC at the time. BYU has played five games in its storied history against SEC teams that were in the conference at the time.
1: Last time was Ole Miss, 2011. Of course, Kyle Vannoy saves the day. BYU wins at Ole Miss. That, that win feels even better now that Ole wow. Miss is actually decent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is your reaction to the BYU versus Missouri announcement this morning? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At SXEPain, great news for the Cougs. Tough to get late season quality opponents. Helps with recruiting and strength of schedule. Jeremy, you and I talked right about... Uh, r- about this right before we went on the air. When you can schedule teams like this and you show this to a recruit, hey, this is our schedule. We're going to play on national television against this team and this team against Nebraska and Michigan. and Missouri. like That's exciting for guys. It matters. Yeah. It matters in the recruiting war.
1: I think it mattered to the BYU quarterback uh, that's going to transfer here that was in the SEC that's out of JC that BYU had a good schedule like that. I think that that's relevant, especially for guys who aren't LDS. Like, why would you come to BYU if you're a good player uh, be, uh, because you play good teams and you play on ESPN? That's that's got to be a huge selling point for BYU football. And so, if you can schedule teams like Missouri, and again, I repeat, Missouri is not a seller
0: dweller; they are a good team in the SEC. How about that? They transitioned from the Big 12 to the SEC, and now they, they're considered one of the better teams in the SEC.
1: Yeah, and a and still has respect. I know this year they've dipped a little, but what they did with Johnny Manziel in those first two years and whatnot. So they've they become respected. I, I dare say that all the kind of newcomers to different conferences, for the most part, have respect that way. Utah has
0: respect in the Pac-12 now. At Darrell Behind, if we run the table. Huge, huge No, stop, if. stop, stop.
1: I don't says, even want to talk about the matchups.
0: That is not a top four schedule. That is a number one ranked BYU football team. Yeah,
1: let's... Let, <laughs> listen, it's going to be hard enough to make it out of September, let alone to November 7th. Blue goggle alert. I mean, or 14th what, 14th. what are the
0: expectations?
1: I don't care. Oh, I, d- I'm not even listen, think about that this right j- now. This just makes the summer even more exciting. because now, now we get a breakdown. Fantastic. Instead of looking at UNLV's... Situation after this season, we can look at Missouri's. I mean, oh, that just made our summer that much better. It made our November better. I'm telling you, what what does BYU football need to do to inject excitement into the program? We were talking about that. This, in the last three games. this, this, this. It happened. <laughs> Win with games. an SEC
0: team, in two game series. Win games and get relevant in independence. And this is a relevant
1: national thing. The, the this will make a blip on the radar today.
0: At JMan426, I am pumped. But he says Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I am pumped. Something like that. A hashtag <laughs> loaded schedule, baby. Get down. <laughs> Twice the action. Get down again. Go Chargers. Go. <laughs> At Kelly underscore BYU fan. Just might be my first road trip hey, game. Hey. Why not? Why not to uh, Nebraska? Same neck of the woods. Why not to UCLA or Michigan?
1: How yeah, many you have games three
0: earlier in the year? How many games has BYU played against Midwest teams? I mean, think about that. This is a rarity. They're like, going to the like Midwest, non, non-Texas. You know? They're going to the Midwest three times next year: Nebraska, Michigan, kind of, and Arrowhead Stadium against it sh- Missouri. It should
1: be called Mid East. <laughs> the Mid East, because Utah's in the Midwest,
0: right? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Who decided that? One, I don't one care. One of my things. At Cougar underscore Clark, I blame them. Making the arrangements Tax to take Julia. a whole week off of work to go to Kansas City right now. That's what happens. Get the passion yeah. back. You visit, you the visit all the Mormon history sites. Basketball signing day with assistant coach Mark Pope <laughs> up next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B on a huge day for BYU football in terms of scheduling. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars and Tigers of Missouri scheduled for a two-game series 2015 in Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. November game. The Tigers are scheduled to return to Provo in 2020, also a November game for BYU. Holy cow. That's
1: fantastic. That's fantastic. That makes this week even more exciting because there's a lot going on. Obviously, the blackout versus UNLV and men's hoops. Friday night, 7 Eastern time, 5 Mountain. BYU opens the season against Long Beach State live right here on BYU TV. We're pumped.
0: Yeah, let's talk about tough schedules because BYU basketball has their own tough schedule on the way in. And Mark Pope, assistant coach, is joining us on set for the first time. You've been on the phone a number of times. This is the first time you've been to the set.
2: Yes, it is. I'm excited to be here. A lot of makeup. Coming in before we're good to go. We actually put a wig on you, but you said no. That's right.
0: (laughs) Hey, Coach, let's start with uh, the prospect of a new season beginning. It's always exciting. There's always wait. wait, Hold on. What? What do you think of BYU? Okay, let's
2: ask about. I'm so excited about that. I mean, you cannot put together a better schedule than we have next year. That's going to be so fun. We got to bring it. We got to bring it and play. But you know, when you think about competing at the highest level, you can't do any better than the schedule they put together. It's really going to be fun.
0: Okay, now we transition to high-level basketball, and uh, you spoke specifically with us about Dave Rose's ability to schedule high-level talent. Look at this year's schedule and a new season approaching. How do you feel about the gauntlet that you're about to
2: face? Well, I think we, we feel like football teams going to feel, when they're starting their season next year, you, it's a little bit intimidating, but that's why you play. And uh, Coach Rose and Coach Lacombe uh, kind of handle all the scheduling, and and they've been you know, the last couple years have put together ridiculously difficult schedules. But that makes it fun for our guys. We really get to see who we are as a team. We get to play the best teams in the country at home and on the road. Uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, you know, you look at our schedule in November and then our home schedule in December. Home oh, man, it's, December. It's, 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 it's going to be beautiful. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a great challenge for us, and it makes it easy to get up every morning and, and you know, work long days as players and coaches trying to prepare.
0: December, Gonzaga, Utah, uh, Stanford. UMass, UMass,
1: yeah, that's uh, among others. I mean, that's and that's fantastic. after the
0: trip to Hawaii, and
1: you got home games. Yes. I think that's the difference with this year. Yes. You've got meaningful home games yes. in December. The WCC didn't do you any favors by going December 27th on Gonzaga, but you got them at home.
2: Hey, you know what? The thing is, 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 the reason they can go December 27th on Gonzaga here is because even though the students are out, people will still come because we have the best fans in, in America, really, and it's going to be a great gym December 27th, and, and Stanford and UMass and Portland after is going to be a big game. It's going to be a fun December for everybody that loves BYU basketball.
1: I'm going to my mom's house for Christmas in and- Phoenix. I'm flying home early to go to the Gonzaga game. I
2: would be my disappointed mom, with anything less. too. Sorry mom, I gotta come back. You gotta bring mom for Christmas. That yeah. should be the Christmas present. I'm going to her for Christmas.
0: <laughs> Mark Pope, BYU basketball assistant coach with us in studio on BYU Sports Nation. Signing day yesterday. Only one new guy into the mix. His name is Zach Selyus, a forward from Bountiful High School. He's a two-time All-Stater. 18.6 rebounds. Made 73 pointers. So on paper, he looks fantastic. But tell us something we don't know about Zach and what he brings to BYU.
2: Zach Celius is going to be a great player at BYU. Uh, it's funny. We, we've seen him since he was a freshman, since the summer before his freshman year. And his trajectory of development has been unbelievable. I remember the first time I saw him, he was a six-five, kind of not very mobile, but good-looking stroke kid. And then the next summer he became way more mobile and started to put some handles into his game. And then the next summer he's playing point guard and running the show. (laughs) He's unbelievably aggressive offensively which means he'll fit in perfectly for us. He's got a, a ridiculous high basketball IQ, and he's totally engaged defensively. He's as, probably about as versatile a guy as we ever have around here. He can mm. play the one, two, three, four for us. So he's a Kyle Collinsworth style. Very much, very much. Uh, and Kyle, in a long history of guys that have been able to do that, um, he's going to be a great player here. Uh, and he the, probably the, the thing that I love most about him is – that he is a 24-7 basketball guy. He loves this game. I mean, he loves it. And it's having guys like that on campus and on our team is what makes us great.
1: Ball is life.
2: The, those are the kind of guys <laughs> who need
1: that and the church and stuff. Uh, there are four return missionaries in the mix as well. Nick Emery, uh, Braden Shaw, Noah Hartsock, and Corey Calvert. Sean no, Hart- Noah Hartsoc Noah, yeah, yeah, I did that just like just <laughs> you, like Bronson Kafuzi. Right. We,
2: we get Bronson, Bronson all the time Corbin,
1: too. Noah Jacob with the K. Bronson still gets shoutouts to, to the I talked to Jacob on his room. mission at the WCC tournament last year. He that's actually right. went to a couple games. Sean Hartsock, uh you do, all you do is recruit six eight. Stretch force now, right, with Selyas and those guys?
2: It's important for us. It's important <laughs> for us in this league. It's, it's really important for us in our league because, you know, and, and for everything we do, if you have a guy that can spread the floor and make shots from his perimeter and still rebound and guard – Uh, it's a huge advantage. You know, one of the guys that's been really fun for us on our team this year is Dalton Nixon, who people might have thought was going to try and figure out where he was going to fit, but he's really done a a great job for us picking up all our stuff and being a guy that can come into games and make shots and stretch out the defense a little bit. That's an important position for us. As you look at the
0: juggling effect that takes place with BYU basketball – Dave Rose probably has the hardest job on a year-to-year basis figuring out roster spots. Is there anybody that has a tougher job than Dave?
2: There is nobody that has a tougher spot, uh, a tougher job. The thing is, that's one of his great talents. I mean, listen, what Coach has done here is is unprecedented. It's just extraordinary going through the numbers that he's – Uh, you know, accomplished for this program. And one of the reasons he's so good is because he finds how to reach his guys and he finds out how to manage his guys where they all get a chance to kind of give him the very best that they have. And so this is a fun challenge for him. We we have a a, a talented, deep roster this year, and and Coach is, is the master at figuring out how to make all those pieces fit together.
1: Your number one job is to win games this year, obviously, but you have to project far ahead when you are figuring out BYU rosters and whatnot, missions, all that, retro, whatever. How far ahead have you guys kind of looked of, okay, we know that – uh, TJ Haas will be on the 2020 roster. You know stuff like that.
2: That's right. We we we're, we have we have discussions about the <laughs> 2020s. I mean, Seriously? we really do. We have serious discussions. That's and, amazing. And we talk to we talk to kids now, and and the really remarkable thing is that we can give them a pretty accurate picture of the general composition of their team in the early 2020s. No one else can do this in the country. Nobody else can do that. There's some teams that can't tell you who they're going to have next year. <laughs> and that's not always a bad problem for them. It's just a different situation.
0: Mark Pope with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about how the schedule begins this year. You have a game tomorrow. The season starts tomorrow yes. Yes. against Long Beach yes. State. Exhibition games done. From what we've seen, things look good What do you know about Long Beach State uh, coming into the Marriott Center?
2: Long Beach State's a really good team. They're a really good team. Tournament Uh, team from last year. Tournament team from last year. And the one thing about Long Beach State is they play such a difficult non-conference schedule every year. You look at their non-conference schedule this year and the places they're going to play and who they're playing against – that there's no part of them that's going to walk into our gym and be intimidated by our name or by our fans or by anything else. They have an incredibly talented backcourt. Uh, they're starting four seniors. Mike Caffey is a is an electric guard, a great penetrator, can make really, really tough shots. Tyler Lamb is a UCLA transfer that came in last year and put up big numbers for them. Uh, and then they have a supporting cast around them that's really good. It's going to be a, uh, an incredibly challenging game for us, and it's going to be a good test for us. Uh, you know, m- maybe Long Beach State doesn't resonate as a huge basketball power. They're a really good team. It's going to be good for us. They'll compete
1: for the Big West.
2: Yes, they will.
0: Yeah.
1: We're bored with the uh, title assistant coach. So this year we're going to call you the defensive coordinator. Okay. <laughs> is,
2: that, is, that, <laughs> is that okay with you? Thanks, thanks for throwing me under the bus, guys. I appreciate that. There we go. Well, you're in charge d- of the d- defense, d- aren't you? Hey, defensive coordinator. at BYU is like the the English major at University of Kentucky, my <laughs> alma mater.
1: Wow! Is that, so that's not okay with you? Is no, that it's right? all right.
2: It's all right. Listen, Coach, <laughs> coach, lets, me, coach lets me have a, a, a big share of this, this defensive responsibility. Uh, and So it's,
1: you're trying to share the blame with like, Tim LaCombe? Is that what's going on right now?
2: No, no, no. no. So the way this works is that, that uh, Coach LaCombe is, is being really successful at his job. Coach Nassif really successful at his job. Me, not so much. So that's, that's the challenge. But it's good. Uh, and I like our guys right now. I like their defensive mindset. I like how they're focusing on um, really taking care of that side of the ball. Uh, It's going to be a challenge for us forever, but it's a challenge that I think our guys are embracing. And if we can be a little bit better, if we can be a little bit better, then we're going to be a lot better as a team, and we'll really have a chance to make some noise.
0: Luke Worthington came in studio yesterday, and he talked about the little things. Defensive cues, I believe, is what he used. And he says if we get better on the little things, it'll make us – Way better overall. Can you kind of cue us into to what are those defensive cues are?
2: No, because they are top <laughs> secret. <laughs> That's
0: truth, man. I had to ask. No, our, our, listen, ask.
2: our defensive cues are really simple. And it's just a way we try to simplify our communication with our guys so they know exactly what their responsibility is in a very simple way on the court awesome. on every single defensive play. And the other thing that this kind of this this idea with the cues does is it gives our guys some freedom. So everything that's not defined, they have freedom as intelligent veteran players to go make decisions defensively and offensively. One of the things that, that that has been a part of coaches magic here at BYU is that he really puts some trust in his players to go make plays Mm. offensively and defensively and so we have some part of uh, our defensive and offensive schemes that are really really defined and we also have some part that is open to free interpretation and that mixture is, is finding that perfect balance is important.
1: Give us an idea of what you mean by that.
2: So you'll hear us, uh, you know, you'll hear us, you know, for example, we have 15 uh, primary shell defensive principles. It sounds like a lot, but it's not because they're very simple. Um, And so it's just kind of our philosophy defensively in a very basic setting. And so the nice thing now is you'll hear us, uh, guys on the bench, guys on the floor, coaching staff, all kind of yelling the same thing. Like seeing the next play, seeing the next pass, seeing the next possession—all kind of trying to see ahead of what's happening—and having the exact same terminology talking about the same things—it's incredibly simple. Uh, listen, coaching not a rocket science.
1: Yeah, and and within so within one of those shells, there, uh, how is there freedom for one of the? Uh, guys to do something. Right. Easy.
2: So, so you know, I mean, in transition defense, we have three very basic cues that are just driving line Shadow and getting in the hole. Okay, And so those guys know that they have to fulfill those responsibilities every time down the court, uh, that that's a primary responsibility. In this game against Long Beach State, it's going to be incredibly important because they're a transition-motivated team. And so you know we have defined exactly what a driving line, exactly what a shadow is, but everything in between that, our guys get a chance to make plays. Okay. So it's just uh, you know I, I don't think that translates very well, but it's it's kind of how we're rolling now. From
0: I, what I oh, go ahead, Jeremy.
1: I, I was going to say I don't know if you expected to work this hard, but you got to come in
0: here and play, man. Yeah, <laughs> hey, come on, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, two follow up questions. Let's we're, go. We're bringing it, man. We're bringing it. From what I saw against Seattle Pacific, their offense, the Falcons' offense looked tired in the second half on offense. Yeah. Not on defense. What kind of uh, motivation tools were you using to get your guys to defend and, and push the ball out and pressure at half court? Because they were running their, their offense so far away from the basket.
2: Well, listen, our guys were our guys were really dedicated to, to getting out and pressure, being off the line, giving good ball pressure, and everybody forcing baseline where we know where we're going to receive help. Um, and it was fun to see because because they you know SPU fatigued because of the offensive pressure we put on and they really did get tired of playing offense because it was so difficult every pass every play was challenged um you know listen you know coach gets our guys really really prepared and really motivated to go compete and our guys bring that to the table also it's just a matter of being consistent doing it every play every possession you know every segment between every media timeout and every game, and, and that will make us better.
1: Let's finish with this. Who did, who did you own in the NBA? Like one, one time, one move, one game. What's like a guy you're like, man, I, Dale Davis. I just took it to that guy in the NBA. Who
2: did I own in the NBA? I was the worst player to ever put on a, a Jerry West jersey, ever. <laughs> the logo. And I take, I take great pride in that. I did it for a long <laughs> time. I take great pride in that and getting that league. I don't know if I ever owned anybody, but I was fortunate. I was a smart NBA player, so I made sure that my agent helped me get on teams with really good players, so I could sit on the bench and cheer for all those guys. You were the guys. Jack Haley, Jack Haley, yes. But I didn't have I didn't have Dennis Rodman to take care of, fortunately. <laughs> but yes, I was. Uh, you know, I, I love my experience there, and and. Uh, and got a chance to sneak around early for a long time. Fact, you have guarded Kobe Bryant you before. Can, you <laughs> can't sneak around the NBA, of man. It.
0: We need you to sign our BOA Sports Nation
2: Rise Up flag. You got it. Let's in go. studio for the
1: first time. Yes. Come on,
0: welcome. We want the signature.
2: Why is this flag under the desk?
1: That's a great question. We got
2: to put it. This flag up. should be up with all these signatures, yeah, right? That's true. We only
1: have one poster up, and it's basketball. We should hang the flag. I like that. We're you, gonna hang the flag. You bring we'll some great
0: ideas to the set. And the defense.
2: Coach, good luck against Long Beach State. Hey, thank you guys so much. We appreciate everything you do.
0: Thanks. Uh, Up next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football, all access with Michael Alisa.
2: I'm Michael Alisa,
3: and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
0: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan representing in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes, or you can subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com.
1: Friday night's a doubleheader on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You can watch the men's hoops game, the season opener, at 7 Eastern time, then 9.30 Eastern time, women's volleyball, live from the Smith House. Spencer Linton on the call. You're going to sideline hoops and then go to the Smith House and do play-by-play. Friday night, magic. This is a, you know, And football on Saturday. And this this is such Saturday. a busy time listen, of year. Listen, I'll be honest. Going into this weekend, I was pumped for men's hoops. The blackout was going to be cool. Uh, this Missouri announcement has excited me a lot. And if you missed it... I am
0: full of energy! BYU and Missouri have scheduled a two-game series. The first game in 2015, November 14th, at Arrowhead Stadium, the home of the Kansas City Chiefs, between the Cougars and Tigers. Awesome. Yeah. And... A return trip by Missouri to Provo to face BYU in 2020 in November on the 7th in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. An SEC team in November. Q, uh
1: we haven't even mentioned it, Lilburn Boggs jokes. <laughs> Extermination orders.
0: <laughs> Revenge. It had to be mentioned. Oh, my goodness. The battle for Jackson County. We've got so much... Fantastic reaction coming in on Twitter. And so what is your reaction to the BYU-Missouri announcement this morning? Let's get a couple of tweets in. We tweet, tweet. At TashaLynn19, all I'm focused on is Michigan. Michigan. But forcing myself to look at the whole 2015 BYU football schedule makes my brain spin insane. Wait, why is she only focused
1: on Michigan? I'm confused. Nebraska's the first game. Is that what she's getting at? Probably. Oh, okay. Because Michigan's the fourth game. BYU's going to play Nebraska, <laughs> Boise State, and UCLA before they even get to Michigan.
0: You bring I'm, up a valid point. I'm
1: assuming that's what was meant. Tasha's thinking about basketball, too, I'm a, okay? I I know. I'm. Su- she's the biggest BYU basketball fan I know. I'm surprised she wasn't like on Long Beach State
0: only. You know what I mean? Yeah. And on, t- on today's practice! At TNCM86, timidly excited, 2015 is shaping up to be the caliber of schedule I was hoping for every year in Independence. In Wait, why, why timidly?
1: I, I'm just excited. Just like, be excited. He's not going to win every one of those games. But the matchups from week to week will be fun. Instead of, like, this week talking about UNLV, next year it's going to be we're talking about Missouri. What are you talking about? Blackout
0: game, bro? Get bowl eligible?
1: I mean the opponent. I know. Uh, there are other storylines with Blake Decker, former BYU quarterback. Sort of. You know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Let's... Let's
0: not downplay BYU's game tomorrow. And let's not downplay the fact that we have. Mar- Against
1: Missouri in Arrowhead Stadium? I'm sorry, that wins. <laughs>
0: I'm not telling anyone anything they didn't know. Oh, such disdain for my comment just a moment ago. I love the honesty. are talking about UNLV, man. I'm just saying it's the game on Saturday. I'm pumped. Watch Countdown
1: to Kickoff at 6 Eastern.
0: <laughs> BYU Football, all access with Michael Elisa, a weekly segment that we do with the senior linebacker. He brought some goodies to the set this time. Oh, he, he was like Captain... What's the word I'm looking for? He's like, uh, well, just take a look at this. You just need to see what he, what he was wearing at the beginning of this interview. Michael Alisa, what is up? In rare form.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ready ready <laughs> oh man this is getting me excited man i'm re- i think i'm about to go that sneak is, on the field i'm gonna a- hey hey can you help me sneak on the field and and like i mean like fully suited i'm gonna talk to mick i'm gonna get you some a blackout gear yes, yes. let get you a helmet bro please please give me a helmet man like, wait who is my size that we could potentially switch uh, out some jerseys? Nate carter
3: <laughs> no 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 uh, i just
4: wear under <laughs> armor so you can't see my skin color you could just do that right and then you can't tell I'm trying to think. Who else? Who else is your size? Michael, no, Michael, I mean, Shelton. Michael Shelton. Michael Shelton. Yeah. How
0: do we not think of that? He's oh, a, no, he's a little
4: shorter. He's a, Michael Shelton's a little shorter though. I got some inches. I got some inches. <laughs> See, I like my, I like Michael Shelton and Nate Carter now because I'm talking of both.
0: First players I'm tired of. of, <laughs> oh, I'm tired of Michael Alisa with I'm the
4: blackout this.
0: helmet on. Thank the, you for the us with this. Yeah. The this royal nice, trip here. Man. Let's put it up here. I'm
3: so pumped for that.
0: Okay. Yep. There you go. Now put it on. Put. Put it down, Brian. I, just, I know you're super excited. I can't
4: admire. I can't admire its beauty.
3: We, we need to get to a smaller helmet, though. This is Bronson Kafusi size.
4: That's extra large. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, this, this is, is massive. Of, this is a kind of big. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can do some damage with this. Oh yeah. In Afr, we were showing, we were doing, breaking down some film. And I, now, and, and now, it all makes sense when I see how big this helmet is. I just butt, head butts, and the linemen just are just you know backed up and stunned. So juggernaut style. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Bronson Kafusi. That's
0: DeAndre Wesley size. <laughs> yeah mean, okay, with, with the black matte helmets and the black out on the royal trim, what do you think of when you look at these, these uniform combinations that you have coming up, Michael? Dude, it gets my heart
3: pumping. I don't, I don't know. The, the, right? Like, I'm the same way, man. I, I, I'm ready to play. I, cause I, I mean, I like to dress up. I like to look good. And yeah. then you add that to another favorite of mine, football. Probably the biggest yeah. part of my life. Put my two favorites together. Life is good. It's, it's good,
4: Does it get man. much better than this? I'm, I'm, like, I'm excited Ooh. for it. I'm jealous because I wish we had – Things like this when I was playing, I think the closest we had was Oregon State in 2009. The oh no, Utah, Utah, we had the royal, but we had the white uniforms. Oh yeah, those Some, are clean. Something that you guys should go back to. Um, royal but, jerseys, white pants, <laughs> white, pants. Yeah, white, white, pants, pants. White, white pants, white <laughs> pants, white pants. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, this is this has got to be exciting. I, I mean, I, I think especially for you know recruits, right? When you're when you're sitting at home and talking to the coaches in the living room, and they're saying, yeah, we have. You know, 10 different alternate uniforms. I mean, look at Oregon, for an example. I think that's a recruiting. It's place. a new age recruiting tool. Oh, yeah.
3: So here's here's a fact. We have the most different, uh, you know, um, combinations than any other school, other than Oregon, of course. Oh. With our cleats, with our helmets, jerseys.
4: Okay, so from head yeah. to toe? Yeah.
3: From head to really? toe? Yeah, we're second to Oregon. What? Who would have thought traditional BYU
4: you guys, out, out there. Are you guys counting the shoelaces? Changing the, changing the of the shoelaces. <laughs> and the wristbands? That doesn't, that doesn't count, man. You can't, <laughs> gloves. Accessories? You can't count that. That's, we got the all-white gloves, blue yeah. gloves,
3: pink gloves, and then our black gloves.
4: Okay. And different cleats. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, you, I mean, you talk about a recruiting pitch. I mean, you go in there and say that to behind Oregon. You're like, wait, what? As a kid, you're like, yeah. huh? Huh? And then you go on ESPN contracts, and you're going to go play everywhere at the independence and. Yada, yada, yada. You got a case for yourself.
3: It does matter. Because kids do Thank care you. about uniforms. They do care about looking good and and having fun with what they get to wear.
4: Dude, I I remember one of my teammates in JC literally said, I will go to a lower level Division One school if I can wear Nike there compared to a higher <laughs> level Division One school that has like Adidas or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I swear Nike to you. it's a true story. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is that is love. It right comes there. down to that. It, yeah, that's some really, serious
0: brand mm, appreciation. Right. <laughs> did you get to wear the blackout uniforms? No, this will, will my first time. That's why so injured. injured. That's you why I had to wear it. So you did not get to suit up against Oregon State. Oh, okay, yeah. this is extra special. This for oh yeah, yeah, coming off a of bye week. Speaking of, what did you do during the bye week?
3: Lifted. We had two two nice practices, but other than that, we just lifted and did rehab. Yeah. Got so, healthy, man. Guys everyone's legs were just so heavy. I mean, you could kind of see it even in uh, the Middle Tennessee State game. Like, we, we won the game, but you yeah. could kind of see everyone was sluggish, slow motion, sluggish. But my legs feel 100 percent right now. Everyone, it, everyone does. You know? If
0: that was sluggish and you beat them 27 to seven, when people that you were only a three point favorite in that game, man, I, I'm excited to see what BYU does against UNLV with fresh
4: legs. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it, it's it's so important, man, to to get that. But. You know the, the coaches and Coach Mendenhall. You got to find that balance when 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 you guys have struggled, you know, defensively, um, and, and, you, and then you add in injuries to it. It's like, huh? How do I get them to practice more, mm-hmm. slash harder, and you know, try to do different things with them, but then still stay healthy at the same time.
3: And, and you've practiced with Coach Mendenhall. You know how he runs a practice, yeah. and oh. uh, in no way, I in no, you know, no sense of the word is it easy at all. No. Like they're Every little thing that we do is 100, and uh, when
4: you're going from drill to drill, it's hard because he expects you to sprint. Right. Don't, let, don't let me beat you there. Don't All let right. me beat you there. You're gonna hit the fence. Like what? What? Oh, we gotta run. Okay.
3: He was just giving you the look. Yeah. Like you're already, you know, in, in uh, yeah. fifth gear. Right. But uh, I, I, I love that that they were smart with letting us heal up. We were able to to lift, keep our muscles toned, and then um, get some good practices in there.
0: Yeah, there's a tweet coming in from Jordan Leslie at JLS9. He says, the bite was much needed. Able to recover for some lingering injuries. Now almost feel 100% just amazing. Is that kind of the consensus of the entire team?
3: Absolutely. I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, especially middle of the season, this is the time when guys are just, like, dead. dying. Yeah, you yeah. are dead. Your legs yeah. feel like a million pounds and... Uh, Practice. You almost kind of dread it because you're fighting through injuries. Everybody is. Um, so that week just, I mean, it makes your body twenty times better.
0: Where is the mentality of BYU football right now, given all of the injuries? I'm a team that's been decimated in that category, uh, but you're at five and four, chance to get bowl eligible. So where is where is the mentality of BYU football?
3: On on the the bounce back, I'd say uh, we've all caught our breath and um, finally we're starting to to figure things out again. Guys are coming back from injuries. Alani Fua is back now, and he's looking great in practice. Craig Bills as well is 100%. And uh, I, I think that now we realize, okay, what's done is done, and um, we're still BYU football. We still have a great season.
4: Nice. I, nice. I didn't know Alani was coming. So he's going to be playing? Yes. I need to change my why factor. Jerem, I need to change my <laughs> why factor pick. Uh, no, that's it, that, that's exciting to hear, man, because I, I, I know how hard it is when – you guys been practicing, you know, spring ball, and and then you practice uh, fall together, and then your right hand man is gone, and mm-hmm. you're and you're and then you see this freshman off the yellow bus, and you're like, who are you, dude? Get get over there, That's, yeah. get, get, get your assignment. So, I mean, t- talk about that transition and and you know, playing with a real new face, you know, that you have. Barely knew his name, you know, coming yeah. to the season.
3: So b- before that, I mean, just seeing an emotional leader and and one of the, your your playmakers on the team, a senior who everyone respects and and kind of looks to uh, to lead the pack, especially on defense, Alani yeah. Fua. Um, seeing him go down and and just not having him on the field with you takes a huge just hit. That. Yeah, yeah, just, that takes his just his presence, just his presence. It. it, it, it uh, gets everybody to played to a whole other level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you lose him, get a freshman on there, Fred Warner, uh, Sione Takitaki. These guys playing well. And um, at first, I say, "Yeah, who, who are you?" Yeah. But then they start making plays for you, and and you you learn to appreciate these young guys, and 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 you're thankful that you have them on your side of the ball.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so it's so important, man. I don't think people really understand just having that confidence. There was times where certain plays were called, and and my safety, Andrew Rich, was gone, and I was like, "Oh man, I got my I got my boy." And then same thing too with Coach Mindenhall, right? Like you said, just that look, mm-hmm. just that presence that he gives you. It's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try hard today. I'm gonna mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna mm-hmm. run fast. So same thing when you when you do have your leaders, that's that's good that you guys have that that confidence back.
0: I know there's been a huge emphasis also on just winning the next one. Getting to six and four, that's the realistic goal. And then after you get there, then if you if you get there, then you go to seven and four, you beat Savannah State. But in the back of my mind and, and much of BYU Sports Nation, the fans anyway, there's this, well, they could win nine games and finish a season on a super high. Do you still yep. feel like there's enough there for BYU football to, to go out and be like, you know
3: what, we can still play? Should, should I even be looking past this game? I, could, I don't know. Do should it. I be looking past Saturday? I feel like that's uh, against the rules as, as a player. You guys can talk about I mean, this yourselves.
4: Yeah, right. you I'm, mean,
3: I'm, I'm Saturday. UNLV for me. That's okay, it. Nice. So, yeah. what, we're gonna nice. so
4: what I'm going to say is if that was the political answer as a player. <laughs> so he's looking forward. But, yes, yes, I mean – that's that's got to be. I mean, obviously, as a player, you don't want to overlook any opponent, even somebody like uh, Savannah State. But at the same time, I think you guys have to have in the back of your mind, not necessarily Cal, right, or who who are going to play in the bowl game, but just the excitement and the factor of we could finish this, you know, with nine wins. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can turn this whole thing around. That's the thing I think that. Really should excite you, and motivate you guys, the most. And,
3: and it does. When, when you when you do have that in the back of your mind, to be honest, that does give you a little added motivation, and and uh, it helps you stay positive. Yeah, like, guys, we can still be a great team. Like we're still a good team. Yep. Yeah, we had some rough patches here and there in the season, but we're still a good team, and we can I'm still end the right season. Now, man. Well,
4: just, just what you're Let's talking about. Let's finish strong. Let's
3: finish through the finish line as strong as we can.
4: Seeing how excited you are, and just just how how excited, and and just your emotions on it. it's just getting me goosebumps, And And it, it just. That's the, bring, player, bring, that's the player in you. Know, you still got it, man. I know. I know. We I need see, you on Saturday. I'm gonna yo, get you. I'm
3: gonna get you, Mike g- Shelton's give me, Pass. Give me his pass, <laughs> man. I'm,
4: hey, I'm ready, man. Sorry, Mike Shelton. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get down with the get down. Yep. Let me know. But that, that's a, that's exciting, man. To 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 hear that because, and I was and I'm not gonna lie. I apologize, Mike, because I was one of those fans that I was just like, man, you guys just can't get right. You know, like what what is the issue? And the thing that to me was with BYU football is always the next guy right it was the next guy so when i heard when, I, when you see all these injuries i was like i don't care about injuries i don't care this is the next guy up but when, when i really started to 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 take the uh the analyst approach and really dive in i was like oh man i feel really i feel really bad for what you guys are going through and so to me it's almost like a whole new season uh you know and that you guys started off good went down now you're on your on, on your way up you know talk 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 about how important that is to keep that momentum going into next year, right? Because you don't want, I'm just saying, you know, if, if things went the other way around, then you got, you kind of have that losing streak and that mentality heading into, to winter mm-hmm. condition.
3: Well, I, so I saw a tweet that said, started from the top. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, as hard as it is playing well, when you're on top, man, it is, it is a whole other story when you're on the bottom. Yeah. And, uh, when you just gotta dig deep for just a little motivation, and yeah. and just kind of remember why you love this game. Um, when nothing's going right, you're losing your brothers left and right. You guys are just dropping like flies. Uh, that was hard. So yeah, completely new new season. Yeah. In season is a completely new season, and and in in many ways a, a new team.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, but uh, man, I I just think that we just finished strong. We we got freshmen uh who are contributing early, so yeah. We got you know. Not to look past the season, but there is a bright side to looking into next season with yeah. guys that have gotten some real experience and who are really good players.
0: What's the one thing that BYU football has to do to not only beat UNLV and get bowl eligible, uh, but to to go next level in 2014? What's the one thing that has to happen starting on Saturday?
4: Oh,
3: Brian, point to the helmets. <laughs> helmets. I don't know, What do you think, Brian? <laughs>
4: You know, I, I I think obviously the win, like winning out, right? But I, I just think you have to win. You guys have to win in a dominant fashion. That's what I think. I think I think if if for as I'm saying this as a fan, right? Because as an analyst, just win. I don't care if you win. You know, I said earlier, I don't care if you win by point three points, right? Just, <laughs> well, and just win. And
3: that's where I am. I, I just think just win. Yeah. yeah, as yeah. A, so as
4: a player, yeah, just win. As a as a fan, for for fans to say, oh wow, they really have changed the season round. They really have to – you know the, the necessary steps to get to the next level. I would say you know you dominate UNLV, you dominate Savannah State, and then you win the Cow. You know you win by it doesn't matter what you win by with Cow, uh, you just win. Uh, but I think I think if if there's a, a struggle with UNLV, not going to be a struggle with Savannah, but um, you know kind of a struggle there and maybe some spots where you're like, ooh, that's so good. I think I think as fans, you're kind of like, huh, hmm. You know you kind you kind of are. Uh, But as a player, I don't care. I'm just trying to win. I'm trying to get to a bowl game. I don't care about – and Coach Mendenhall does a good job with us as players. Who cares about outside interference? Mm -hmm. But I think just going out and just smashing people, you know, dominating, playing smash-mouth football, BYU football, especially defensively, I think that would really show me the next step. From
0: what I'm gathering, this BYU football team is extra motivated to play on Saturday.
4: Yes, and
3: so I well, can I add my two cents to, to, to what you think uh, to, to what I think will add to 2014 or 15. Um, going off of what Brian said, the culture yeah. we have a great opportunity for these next couple of games to establish what kind of culture BYU is. Yep. Are we the team that lays down after some hardship, or do we fight back? Do we do have, have a little up? tenacity. Yep. You know, are we are we you know, reckless abandonment mm-hmm. when we play? And um, I think if we establish that culture with the coaches, and, I mean, so many things go on outside of of our, you know, locker room with with fans, and, and uh, I think the team just has to stay together and just continue to mm-hmm. be loyal to the coaches. I mean, you, yep. you can never, as a player, you can never question what your coach is saying because right. that's like poison in, in the locker room. Oh, yeah. So just stay together, be ten- tenacious when you play, mm-hmm. and just freaking go all out. Love it. Beat UNLV. Yeah. Get Bull eligible.
4: And look pretty well doing it.
0: And in closing, <laughs> they're going to do that for sure. In closing, Michael, I want to say congratulations to you for getting Bronco Mendenhall onto Snapchat.
3: Hey, did you guys see that? I didn't yes. see that. Oh, yeah. He's I introduced him to Snapchat. Nah,
0: I don't have a Snapchat. Nice. <laughs> we will tweet that out again on our <laughs> BYU Sports Nation account. Michael, great to have you. We feel motivated, confident, BYU Sports Nation behind the football team. We're ready to roll. Let's go. I'm
4: ready to play, man. (laughs) (laughs) Beat
0: UNLV on Saturday and beat Missouri next year in November. I love that black helmet. Looks awesome. It is fantastic. But it's too cold Saturday. It's going to be Skittles at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The blackout could very well turn into a whiteout if it snows. Yeah. And it's BYU. (laughs) We're back with more on BYU Sports Nation after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. What do you think about BYU in Missouri scheduling two games in the next six years? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine.
4: You've got tweets.
0: Let me look through my blue goggles here. At Matthew W. Evans, I better not hear anybody even mention a lack in BYU strength to schedule next year. Hashtag go big or go home.
1: Can, uh, is Taysom healthy through those goggles when you look at the oh, 2015 certainly. schedule? Good.
0: Are you kidding me? They're undefeated <laughs> going into that Missouri game through the blue goggles, man. At J Divine 93, the no, 2015 that's a, that's a these, season. That's of these big okay. ones. The 2015 season could shape up to be better than the 2013 season. Hopefully, we can get Jamal and Taysom back 100. percent
1: Yeah, there's I the key right there. I can see clearly now. The rain is gone.
0: <laughs> the Cougar Whip round next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. BYU and Missouri football announced a two-game series between the Cougars and Tigers. That's right. there on an SEC program. The first game, November 14th, next year at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The second game, November 7th, 2020, in Provo at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Let's just
1: hope the second coming's not for a while because BYU's football schedule's looking good later on.
0: For the That's ne- BYU oh for you. For the next six years, it looks really enticing. Uh, some other notes. BYU women's soccer will open the NCAA tournament on the Pac-12 network. That game picked up by the network nice. against Colorado. It's been moved back to three Eastern, one Mountain kickoff time.
1: And if you miss, missed it, signing day was yesterday. Zach Selyus, the one high school signee for BYU. And then Braden Shaw... Jacob Hartsock, Nick Emery, and Corey Calvert, the return missionaries, expected to join the team next season. And also Joe Linardi has BYU as a 12-seed play-in in his preseason bracketology. Train, baby.
0: Three for three thus far. He has Utah as a five. Wow. What? Today's Rise of Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Utah's Health. There. When you need it most, it's easy. He goes to Tom Homo for delivering yeah. on the scheduling oh, awesomeness. Crushed
1: it. Crushed it. Thanks to your... Mark Pope. Yeah. Michael, Ali- we got to get out of here, man. I was just like going to remind the people of the question. And everyone on our crew, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. We are not on Snapchat. I'm sorry.
0: What is your reaction to the BYU-Missouri announcement this morning? Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Kalani Sataki. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Lilbert.